0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the In Theory, I Was Right podcast, where at the end of 30 minutes, if you don't like what you've heard, well, then you're in luck because the podcast is over. Now, if you remember, uh, last time I talked about Alien Covenant, um, and I said that I was going to be reviewing uh, Wonder Woman this time. And I have seen Wonder Woman. I've actually seen it twice. I have rendered an opinion on it. And, uh, yeah, I'll get into that a little later. Now, I was supposed to have with me... I was supposed to have Dr. David Frankel on as a uh, quote-unquote guest, but uh, he's decided to not do that for whatever reason. Now, that name may sound familiar, because you may know uh, Dr. David Frankel as the doctor on the Addiction Network commercial. You may also know David from the other Addiction Network commercial. And if you don't, then you should. Um, But yeah, eh, he was supposed to come on, but... um, For whatever reason, he's decided not to see the movie. So that does not help me in any way, shape, or form. Now, like I said, I'm still trying out things to see what works and what doesn't on this podcast. Now, typically, my kind of method was I type out a a generic loose script and then pretty much follow that pretty rigidly. Now, what I'm going to do this podcast is kind of abandon that and see how... Just basically just see how it goes. I'm basically just going to talk about it. You know, talk about what I liked. You know, and and really just kind of go off on tangents and see if that goes anywhere. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I'll scrap this podcast and do it over with a script. Um, But, like I started last podcast, um, I would, and I think I'm going to stick with this, I would kind of pick up and talk about random Marvel characters. And, you know, give a brief overview and kind of just introduce them And, you know, who knows, if, if I keep doing this, you know, one of these random characters might appear in a movie one day And then I can refer back to previous podcasts Now, this episode, um, I chose Taskmaster to kind of speak about So, Taskmaster is a villain, Let's go ahead and say, he's a villain uh, His real name is Tony Masters, shocker there uh, he's a mercenary. Uh, he doesn't have kind of a base of operation. He's six two, two 220 pounds. Bit of a lightweight, if you ask me. Uh, and his first appearance was in Avengers number 195, and that was in May of 1980. Now, uh, Taskmaster has the unique ability to duplicate physical movements he's seen, uh, something he calls photographic reflexes, but at the cost of his own memories. He combined these new skills with a set of weapons similar to those used by superheroes to transform himself into a highly dangerous villain, a match even for the Avengers as a team. Eventually, uh, he decided to train criminals, Uh, made more sense than committing crimes. He kind of opened up a, I guess, a series of academies, and he trains henchmen. He's like a professional villain who, you know, produces other professional villains. Uh, Later... While he was in prison, uh, he even made he even trained John Walker, U.S. agent, uh, is that guy's alias, for his position as uh, the new Captain America. Now Taskmaster became an instructor at Camp Hammond, teaching youth of the Fifty States Initiative. Afterwards, he returned to working as a mercenary uh, and started filling the gaps uh, in his memory. I guess he's got some memory issues. Uh, he discovered that. He'd been an agent for Shield who'd accidentally ingested a Nazi serum that granted him uh, his strange abilities, and that he'd been married to a Mercedes Merced, uh, forced to copy the combat moves of a man called Redshirt. Uh, he managed to kill the man, but forgot who his wife was again. He later joined Shield, um, Shield's agent, uh, Secret Avengers team. So he's a bit of a villain, um, also a, I guess, a bit of a. Um, I guess he can be an anti-hero at certain times. I know that i read non-canon, um, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe and he's hired by Aunt May and all these other uh, civilians to go and kill, um, Deadpool because he's essentially just gone insane and, and he needed to, he needed to be reined in and eventually becomes, is unsuccessful at at the end of that series. And, uh, yeah, so he doesn't kill Deadpool. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. So yeah, uh, last last episode I reviewed uh, or introduced Beta Ray Bell in this episode. I introduced Taskmaster. Um, he's a pretty cool character. Um, he, he's he got a skull mask kind of deal. He's pretty, sh- he's, he's pretty shredded for 220 pounds. But uh, yeah, so that's the character for this week. Um, so moving along onto the world of comic book movies um, and... Kind of diverting from Marvel and going into DC. Now, I personally have not been a fan of pretty much any of the extend the the DC extended universe movies. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate Man of Steel. I thought actually that was a kind of a cool take on it. I liked what Henry Cavill did with the character. Uh, I was not a fan whatsoever of Batman vs Superman, and I was even less of a fan. Uh, of Suicide Squad. Uh, if my eyes, if rolling my eyes could make a noise, no one would have been able to hear a word that was said in the movie uh, when I saw Suicide Squad. But the latest installation is Wonder Woman. And, you know, I, I tried my best to kind of separate the feelings I had from these past movies. And really come into this movie as a clean slate. And it was harder to do than I realized. And, you know, I, I found myself kind of fighting my urges to dislike this movie as, a, as I started to watch it. Now, I mean, I can say right now, I liked Wonder Woman. I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of issues with it. I, I disliked a lot of things. And the things that I disliked, I really disliked. But the things that I liked, I liked a lot. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd have to say that there were more things that I disliked about it, but the things that I liked kind of made up for it. Now, I consider this movie a second-act movie. And by that, I mean I, got not, I didn't get much out of the first act. I got even less out of the third act. But what I got from the second act was really redeeming, and I really, really enjoyed what I saw uh, from that point from that point on, or during that during that time. I really did. And what, what I think is a, is a hallmark for these movies is if you have a very little understanding of these classic characters and you leave wanting to know more. And I did. I, wanted, I, I left wanting to see more. Um, and I think that that is a good benchmark for, for a good experience at the movies. Now, I'm going to get into all the things that I disliked, and I'll and I'll talk about the things that I did like. Um, so the basic synopsis is that um, in before when time was new, as they say, um, when time was new, the, the Greek gods reigned on high, and they created man to uh, in their image to to rule over. And um, that was and that was by uh, Zeus. And then Ares, the son of Zeus, the god of war, had corrupted the people. Uh, corrupted man, and had them wage war and fight and kill each other. And um, there, is, there is this, this I guess the Amazons, the, the, these Amazons were these women, these powerful warrior women that were created and sent to Earth to shepherd in love and peace, I guess, among among the humans. And then there's this big battle between the gods, and Ares kills all these gods, and then there's a final showdown with Zeus, And Ares and and Zeus ends up killing Ares, or rather not killing Ares, but defeating him. And then Ares kind of disappears um, to, you know, and and I guess it's understood that he could always come back. And in order to protect against that, Zeus creates um, what they refer to in the movie as the God Killer. And we're led to believe that the God Killer is a sword, is a really powerful sword. And... um, to protect the Amazons from Ares and from him returning, he created this island, this island of the Muskira that um, cannot be found. Essentially, uh, and on that island is where the Amazons live. and And all that is told in kind of this narrative tone uh, that um, that Connie Nielsen's character, the the, the Queen um, Queen Hippolyta, I believe it is, uh, tells her tells her daughter. Uh, who is Diana? Who is Wonder Woman? And so it starts out. You see, um, Wonder Woman. You see, Diana as a little as a little child, and she's running through um, kind of this market. And she goes and and sees the warriors training. She sees them, and she starts to mimic their movements. And you can tell that that she sees that and wants to emulate that. And you know the, you can tell that there's something special about her. And it, and it comes out that she is the only child on the island. There are no everyone else is an adult, and what her mother tells her is that she was she wanted her so badly that she created her out of clay and then begged Zeus to give her life and that Zeus had done so, and so you see, um, you see her, her mother is very obviously very protective of her and refuses to let her train, refuses to let her become a warrior. She wants to protect her, and you see the natural pushback from uh, this little girl who just kind of has this innate desire for it, and then you see. Um, Her aunt, who is played by Robin Wright, who is like, who is known as the greatest warrior uh, of on the island and the greatest warrior in Amazon history, she wants to train her because you know, and there's something that they're they're obviously hiding. They're not telling uh, the audience. They're not, and they're certainly not telling uh, Diana, the little girl. There's something about her that they had that they've that they've hid from her in in an attempt to protect her. And so there's all this pushback and all this pushback. She ends up training in secret. And eventually it comes out, you know, the, um, that uh, her mother has found that she's training and she dislikes it. And it takes some convincing, but eventually she allows Diana to be trained as a warrior. And she demands that she be trained harder than anyone's ever been trained. And so she, you see her grow up a little bit and, and, and she, she gets better at training. And then there's a scene where, you know, they're kind of putting her through these trials these physical trials where she's, where she's in combat and she's really just tearing shit up. Um, And then she ends up uh, in this final demonstration fighting her, uh, fighting Robin Wright. And, you know, as she, she kind of crosses her arms in an X, you know, to block a blow, uh, her, her bracelets kind of emit this giant blast. And she, she didn't know where it came from. She didn't know how it happened. Everyone's really shocked. And so, you know, she kind of leaves in, in this attempt to, you know, process what's going on. So she goes to this cliff and she's looking out over the water. And as she's doing so, she sees um, she sees a plane appear and, and crash into the water. And um, in that plane is Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor. And he's a, and he's a spy. He's crashing. Um, she dives in. She saves him. She pulls him up. She's never seen a man before. And she's the first man she sees is this guy, um, uh, Steve Trevor, and he's you know he he he, he wakes up and he sees that um, these Germans who are following him have now found have now found him and and he's like oh we gotta go we gotta go, and it comes out that Steve is a spy for the uh, the Americans but he's been basically on loan to the English and he uh, was there. Uh, undercover uh, in the German army, and he would stolen some plans for a, a new gas weapon. And uh, and as they were chasing him, um, they chased him back to Themiscira. And so uh, the Germans are now approaching the beach, and the all these warrior Amazons come out. And there's this giant. There's this big fight, uh, you know, with the Germans with their guns and the Amazons with their bows and arrows and swords and horses and this pretty elaborate beach beach uh, fight scene, and um, you know, a, a lot of them die. A lot of the Amazons die. They win, but they die, and 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 who dies with them is Robin Wright's character. Um, you know, they're the great warrior. She dies, and you know, so then they've won now. But now they gotta they gotta figure out. They gotta get some information out of Steve. So they 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 bring him back to their. You know to the to the palace and they they wrap him in the in the lasso of truth, and they're like you what's going on and he tells them all of the story about how he how he stole the plans for this new weapon, and he's got to get back to England to give the army these plans and you see um you see uh, Diana like you know basically plead his case to you know the higher ups I mean like we need to um we need to go with him we need to we need to get him out of here because this war that he has described uh FYI this takes place in World War one this war that he's described can only be the work of Ares Ares is obviously not dead and we need to go kill Ares to end this war this horrible war and you know they obviously they they say you can't do it so she ends up breaking him out. she ends up breaking Chris Pine's character Steve Trevor out and they go to um They go to England basically, and and on the on on the promise that she will free him, and that he will bring her to Ares, so that uh, she can kill Ares. So they get back to England. You know, there's this whole fish out of water phase, and um, you know she's 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 dressed scantily, you know, just in her Wonder Woman garb, in her Wonder Woman armor, and you know it's it's very. Different than turn of the century England, you know, is concerned, and so they deliver the 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 plans, and and you know while they're doing this, you know, there's some discussion about an uh, an armistice, a treaty, a a cease, a ceasefire, and and uh, Steve Trevor's like, you got to send me in there. He's planning something, this armistice isn't gonna do anything. You've got to send me in there, I can put an end to this. Just give me a small contingent and and we'll do it like super on the on the down low. And they say no. And so he says, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. So on the on the secret, you know, he he kind of assembles his team. And as he's assembling his like his ragtag team of of different individuals, um, David thulis Thuis is care, I believe that's how you say it. Um, Sir Patrick, um, who was one of the men who was discussing the armistice, comes up and he's like, Listen, I know what you're doing. I I endorse you, you need to do this. Here's some money, you know, to pay your men. And so he ba essentially this 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 aristocrat, as it were, kind of was is is bankrolling um their expedition, their illegal expedition. So they um they they get over to Belgium and as they when they get there. Wonder Woman who has never been in battle she sees all the death and destruction she sees all the pain and all the all the torture and all the injury and all the and, and all the suffering she sees it and she's like we have to help them we need to we need to stop this and at this point they're at the, what they call no man's land which is essentially just the trenches of of World War one you know you have one one army entrenched in one side, you have another army entrenched on the other side, and they're just firing back and forth. No one can go move forward or backwards. Um and she sees this and she goes, We have to help them. And Steve Trevor goes, No, this is not the mission. We have our own mission. We've got to, we've got to destroy these weapons um that they're creating, and we can't do this. And she sits there, she's like, Well that's well, you you don't have to do anything. I'll do something. And so you see her kind of shed her coat, and she's in, she's in her armor, and she just, she climbs up this ladder, and she crosses this field, and, and, and the Germans see her, and they start just lighting her up, just firing at her, and she's, she's, she's blocking bullets, and, and blocking mortars, and running across this field alone, and, you know, she, as she's taking fire, you know, now all these, these soldiers behind her are galvanized, and and they're able to take the trenches, and then they move on to this, this, this uh, town that has been seized, and she essentially, by herself, takes the town. You know, she she's, um, you know, just dispatching uh, soldiers left and right. And and um, you know, you finally hear her her the Wonder Woman theme song that we've heard before. And she essentially takes the whole town. And once they take the town, they then move on. They're like, okay, well, we found where this bad guy is. This uh, General Ludendorff. Played by Danny Houston, we found where his where his headquarters are, which is where he's gonna where he's making these these weapons, <laughs> this gas, and we need to. We found where he is. We're gonna put a stop to him. So uh, they attempt to put a stop to him, and um, all the while, uh, Wonder Woman believes that General Ludendorff is Ares, like he's he's the head honcho of the German army, and she's like, once I kill him, then um, the war will be over, and these men will 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 his influence will be gone, and these men will turn back into good men. And um, so she ends up um, seeing him. She tries to kill him, but Steve Trevor stops him. He goes, you can't do this here. You're going to ruin everything that that we've come to do. And, you know, this is not... He doesn't believe her. He doesn't believe that General Ludendorff is Ares. And so she, you know... They they send off this bomb, or they send off this, yeah, they shoot off this bomb, and it lands in the village that she has just saved. And the gas kills everyone in there, and she's distraught, obviously. So she goes out, she's on this, like, murderous rampage. She goes after and finds General Ludendorff kind of in this airfield where he's planning to load up an airplane with uh, a lot of smaller bombs filled with gas and basically just take it to England and win the war. And... You know she she gives this very long you know speech about where she's got to take him out and she ends up killing him and in, in the process she looks up to see that the that the the war is over, and she's she's dismayed to see that these German soldiers are still are still waging war basically she's like what happened once I killed him he was supposed to the war was supposed to be over, and it, she turns around she realizes that he is obviously not Ares and. And in the process of doing so, she sees uh, Sir Patrick, played by David Thewlis, you know the 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 man from England who bankrolled them, and you come to find out that he is Ares. He's actually Ares, and that his his desire is to, he's like I you know I just give these people the influence. They wage their own wars on their own you know, and and with your help, um, we can change this world back to the way that it should be without without these these flawed creatures. And she goes and tries to stab him with the god killer. She's got the sword. She's wielding the god killer sword, and he just destroys the sword. He goes, nope, that's not the god killer. Only a god can kill the god killer. You are the god killer. So she, Wonder Woman, is the weapon that Zeus gave the world to defeat him. And while she's fighting him, he he, you know, he turns and you know, he gets his armor, and, and they start to battle, and you see uh, Steve Trevor and his, and his cohorts um, attempting to figure out the riddle of how they're going to stop this airplane. And so what ends up happening is that is that Steve Trevor ends up having to sacrifice himself. Uh, he takes the plane, and he ends up blowing the plane up. And in doing so, he ends up killing himself. And that galvanizes Wonder Woman as she is losing the battle. She's losing the fight against Ares. she galvanizes her, and she's able to defeat him. Um, and you see... The war, you know, once he is dead or once he's gone, you see, you know, the German soldiers kind of like wake from their days and like, what are we doing? And then you know, they embrace each other and all that stuff. And then it snaps to present day France, where it, it where it showed um, Wonder Woman. She has a, a photo of her team that was taken. Um, that she's looking that had been lost and Bruce Wayne had sent it to her. He's like, I found your photo. Maybe one day you'll tell my, you will tell tell me your story. And so she, 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 she places the, um, the photo in a, in a, in a, in a safe briefcase, along with a watch that Steve Trevor had given her before, uh, he had sacrificed himself. And in, in, you know, she goes, this is my, Duty. This is my sacred duty now to you know because I'm inspired by love and and to protect the world blah 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 and that's how the movie ends. And there is no post credit scene. You know I guess Marvel really has us by the short hairs and it's trained us to expect a post credit scene, but there is no post credit scene. And even though I've just ruined the movie for you, I I really suggest seeing it now. Starting with my issues, uh, if you like really unconvincing CGI and overuse of slow-mo and really poorly done Israeli accents, then this is the movie for you. Now, here's my here's my issue. Um, Gal Gadot can do, or Gadot, I'm, I, however you say it, I'm not, I'm, whatever. She can do one accent, and it's Israeli. And so because she can only do one accent, they've essentially made everyone else around her who is, you know, an Amazon also do an Israeli accent. And they do it in a really unconvincing, cheesy way. Um it, it, it's like they haven't. No one knows what, what they're doing, and she's the only one that sounds that sounds natural. And because she is. But everybody else is just so phony and phoned in, and it, it's so comical that it kind of takes you out of it. Or at least it took me out of it. They didn't. Nobody did a convincing accent. Even the people that weren't. That weren't doing Israeli accents. People that were doing other accents didn't didn't do the accents correctly. Dan Danny Houston, who's playing a German, did this like stereotypical, and yet like if he had just gone over the top with the German accent, it would have been great. If he was like ah was ist if he had done that, I almost I almost would appreciate that more than what he actually did. With just he just like kind of lightly basted German accents over over American words, and. So the accents I really had a problem with. Um, they were just so cheesy, and I'm like, I rolled my eyes a couple of times. Now, also, um, they o- they overdid the slow mo feature for all for most of at least in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning, mo- in, the, in the beginning part of the movie, uh, for any any of the fight scenes, it was just so overdone. They used it so much, and I understand what they were trying to do. They didn't want it to be too muddy, which I which I appreciate, because that arguably would be worse. But when you slow it down and you have CGI, so much CGI, which obviously you're not going to have Robin Wright doing backflips off a horse, um, when you slow it down to that much, it's very obvious that it's CGI. So that also was pretty cheesy. That took me out of the moment a little bit, too. Um, but when you have... Um, Wonder Woman, you know, kind of taking out the town that she did, um, they didn't really use it that much, and I really like that. You know, she does, y- y- we saw a little bit of that in the trailer, and she kicks a fair amount of ass, and honestly, like, I don't, a lot of people complain that she wasn't built enough, that she wasn't toned enough, and honestly, I thought she was, I thought she was fine. And, uh, I know, I mean, it would, would it have been nice for her to, you know, get, get some shoulder caps up? Yeah. I, I think it, it would have been a little bit more convincing, but honestly, I didn't really have that much of a problem with it. I thought her physique was just fine. Uh, and also, the armor really lends to it. I thought the armor, like, her, she's got these, these badass fucking shin guards. And, you know, they just make her look formidable. They, they make her look like she could do the things that she's doing. You know, that she's, that, that you know, she could really hurt you. Um, and so, you know, they kind of slowed down with the slow-mo you know they took their foot off the gas with that as, as the movie went on, and that, that was a little bit better. Um, and so that's the first the first act of the movie, which I you know wasn't a huge fan of. Those are the things I didn't like. Now the second part, or I'm sorry, the third act. You know, um, what I didn't like was the fine a the villains. Like The big issue with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they have throwaway villains. Well, this uh, had a very throwaway villain. Now, one of the villains was was General Ludendorff, played by Danny Houston, which, if you're not familiar with that, who that is, he played uh, William Stryker in X-Men Origins Wolverine. He was terrible in that, too. He was also in um, 30 Days of Night, that Josh Hartnett movie. I have never seen this man act in a convincing way. I, I cannot. He, he he plays villains a lot, and I and I hate everything that he does. I, I it is so unconvincing, like what he brings to a character, and I don't think he phones anything in. I just don't think he's very good, and I don't know why people keep using him. But I, I mean, I, I, he's just not. He's not intimidating. Um, his accent was was terrible, as I said. Um, his his his. Motivations are kind of muddy. I mean, he wants to win the war, but the you know they don't they don't paint him as this giant nationalist. They don't paint him even as a sadist, really. I mean, he just wants to win the war. Um, and I, I just I, I hated him as a as a villain. He was clearly a diversion. And then they had David Thewlis who played the actual Ares. Now my main problem with this, and it made me it, it, I I had such a big problem with it that I end up laughing at it. Is that, and for those of you who don't know who he is, he played Professor Lupin in Harry Potter, in the Harry Potter movies. But my thing is, like, he had a mustache, which for playing an Englishman, had no I had no problem with. But when they changed him into Aries, he still had the mustache. He had like the 70s porn mustache. And I'm like, you, you like I, why couldn't you just be like, okay, he's inhabited this this Englishman's form, or he's taken this this white man's form for you know the purposes that he's trying, what he's trying to get through as far as the armistice, and then when he changes into a Greek god, make him into a Greek god, make him into a menacing force. He just dons this helmet, and even through the helmet, you can see his mustache. It is the most un unintimidating thing ever, and it takes it took me right out of it. I'm like, this is so. Not what I wanted to see happen. This is not the 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 villain I wanted her to fight. And the end end of fights the end fights and goes a little long and then it gets very Batman versus Superman. It gets it's it's very dark. But visually it's very dark. And you know, there's a lot of damage done, but you know, ultimately I mean, you know, people are getting, you know, she gets punched and he gets punched and no one really ever gets hurt until she discovers, she taps into this unknown power or whatever and destroys him, quote, unquote. And that's another thing. When he died, all war was supposed to end. And Now, that war did end, but, I mean, that was a giant plot hole because, like, 15 years later, we got another one. We had another war, and that was equally as big, if not bigger, World War II. So war didn't end. So... I'm I'm failing to see how that connects here. You know, if you kill Ares, I mean, I guess I guess the idea is that he's not dead, maybe, but they don't really ex- they don't explain that they don't they don't link you to that. Um, so either he's not dead or war is not gone. I don't know. Um, so that those I had big problems with the villains and. Um, and the length of the of the battle and all that stuff, and um, you know the supporting cast I didn't like. I, I really didn't like the supporting cast um, for the most part. There were some exceptions. Now there were like basically the henchmen, not the henchmen, but like the 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 team that 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 Chris Pine gets together. Um, it seemed a little stereotypical, a little derivative. Um, there's a Scottish guy in there, um, and he was in I think it was Walk Tall. Walking tall with the rock. Um, And he's he's just so obnoxious and annoying. And I I didn't find him very funny. And it's just a little over the top for me. Um, But, you know, other than that. So, getting to what I did like. Now, the second act. Now, it starts off, you know, the second act essentially starts with, you know, Chris Pine having been been captured. Um, Or rather, you know, he's been taken off the island and, and they're going to... England Um, and so I think Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot um, I think she saved this movie shocker it's a movie about her but I think she did such a tremendous job that it really makes up for all the things that I had an issue with I think she she plays this character so genuine she has she's first of all she's beautiful she has a this beautiful smile and it and it comes off and when she sees, the, you know, when she sees um, Steve Trevor for the first time, you know, she has this, this inquisitive, genuine smile about it. And it's, it, 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 it really kind of, it really sells the moment. I thought she did a great job with that. And when they bring her from Themyscira into the modern world, what I really liked about it is that they, you know, she's obviously a fish out of water, but they didn't make her seem dumb. You know, she's experiencing all these new things, but they didn't make her seem like, like things were lost on her. You know, they, they, she speaks hundreds of languages, you know, and she, she even, she even spoke more languages than the guy who, the, the guy, the interpreter, the guy who speaks more languages, um, you know, there's a scene where she's walking on the streets of London and she hears a baby cry. She goes, oh, a baby. And it's like, yes, she's a young woman. She's never seen a baby before. She, she, you know, that was, it was such an endearing moment. I loved it. And then, um, you know, she tries ice cream for the first time. And she's like, oh, it's wonderful. And she says, you know, you should be so proud to the ice cream vendor. You know, she takes this old world, um, this old world Kind of pride and brings it to the new world, you know, which which can be lost in in the machinery of, of the industrial complex kind of thing, and um yeah, she just plays it. She's just she's very very charming and um and very sincere. She plays, you know, uh, there's a there's a moment where she sees her you know uh, Robin Wright's character die, and she's just she's she's pleading with this body, you know, that's passed away. Just no, 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 and um, you know, she just brought such a such a such a presence to it that was really I really appreciated, and it really made the movie for me. Um, Chris Pine, I, I mean, like I knew that I was coming in. watch like anything that he does, I'm going to enjoy. He brings a level of humor, a level of sincerity as well, um, a level of drama. You know, he 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 gives a hundred percent no matter what he does, um, and he and he sells humor without. Thinking that he's making fun of anybody, you know, like the humor comes from the situation rather than the joke. Um, so I thought he was he was great. He's always great. Um, and also another person I wanted to note, Lucy Davis. She plays Etta Candy. He a Candy, who is his secretary. And we've seen her a couple of times in the trailer. Uh, she was great. She brought um, a good amount of humor, and um, she I, I thought she looked familiar, and she played. Uh, one of the roommates in Shaun of the Dead. Um, And yeah, she was great too. She was great. Chris Pine was great. Um, So those supporting characters I really did like. I thought they brought a lot. Uh, I I thought they brought a lot to the table. I thought they forwarded the plot in important ways. Um, I thought Chris Pine, he played, uh, he didn't play like a damsel in distress. You know, he let, he's a man, he's a normal man. But juxtaposed to this god who is Wonder Woman, you know, and he's not, you know, he's obviously not as strong or as powerful as she is. But, you know, he's he's a he's still a warrior. He's still he's still a soldier. And, you know, you see him. um, He's afraid. You see him as afraid and he goes anyway, you know. Um, And one of the scenes that I just probably the scene that made it for me. That really stuck. That, that stuck out for me, and, it, and it's really no surprise. It, sh- it was a, it was a benchmark scene in the movie. It's in the middle. It's when, it's when they're in the trenches, and she and and Wonder Woman sees all this pain and all the suffering, and she looks around. She's like, something must be done. And and when she takes off, you know, she puts the she puts the cra- the tiara on, and and you know, she she st- she slow climbs up the ladder out of the trench, and you see her just running for it. She's booking it towards the enemy, and She's alone, and it was just such a powerful moment that you know I got chills watching it. You know, and and you see all these men that are afraid, and she's just like just like the strong, you know. Not like I'm the I'm the farthest person from a feminist. I, I think they should have even less rights than they currently have. I'm just kidding, but I'm the farthest thing from a feminist. But I thought it was such a cool scene for you know, to see a woman do it, because I've been trained to see, you know, my heroes, my Captain Americas, my Iron Mans, my, you know, charge, like, my Thors, being, you know, being the hero, being, you know, going without fear, and and even even the women that, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, don't have that moment, and, you know, this is really the first that I can think of, in at least in recent history, where you know, you just see unencumbered, just like, You know, she's just like this, this presence, you know, this fearless warrior princess. And it was, it was so bad. Like I was getting choked up watching it because like, you know, people waited their whole lives for that. And I, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, going my 30 years and not having seen someone represent who represented me and then finally seeing it and being like, yes, like I don't, you know, like, like no longer having to, to jump a fence to connect with a character you know you could just connect you know you've got a you've got a, a theater full of women that could finally connect directly to a character you know and i was thinking like i don't have any kids um, but if i had if i had a little girl i would want her to see that moment you know just to be like yeah be a badass be a fu- be a badass you can do it you know and I, I i thought it was a i thought it was a beautiful scene i did and i maybe i may be blowing smoke up his ass but for whatever reason it it, it, it moved me a little bit and it, you know i may be overdoing it but I thought it was a beautiful scene. Um, so, you know, that, that moment in and of itself, I think, was enough for me to... If I took only that moment away from that movie, I still enjoy the hell of the movie. I mean, you know, nothing else, everything else taken away from it. That, that, would, be, that would have been enough for me. Um, but but there, was, there was a lot more to like, as I said before. Now, it is easily the best movie in the DC Extended Universe. Um everything else is like is gonna play catch up. And you know, they're making a new they're, they're obviously gonna make a new one. This one has been wildly successful. They're making they're gonna make a second Wonder Woman as they should. And we're gonna see her again in Justice League. There was a trailer for Justice League that comes out, I'm not sure when in, in a couple of months, I believe maybe 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 November. Um, but so you know, we see her again in that movie. Now, having seen Wonder Woman, um it made me take a step back and think back to Batman vs. Superman and all the scenes that she's in, because you don't really have any context for what she can do in that movie. What what are her powers? What are her weaknesses? You know, what what how durable is she? She's going up against Doomsday, who who has no weaknesses as far as you can tell, and she's like you like is she gonna make it? You don't know until the end of the movie. Um because you, you don't get any backstory, which which arguably is the DC's downfall. You know, they, they, they require you to make assumptions and care about characters already without having established them. Um, and with this, with, with Wonder Woman, you know, it, seeing this movie made me want to go back and rewatch the scenes that she's in because it's like, okay, now I know what she can do. These fight scenes make a lot more sense to me. Her fearlessness makes a lot more sense to me. You know her her abilities make more sense to me, and um, yeah, I mean it 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 made her scenes in that. I mean her scene she was good in in Batman vs Superman anyway, but it made her scenes better. Um, and if that's the only takeaway, that's fine because that movie is hot water garbage um, anyway. But yeah, so if, I really I I have been I have I have said my piece about what I don't like with the DC movies, but if this, you know, like, it, it, I fought it, I'll be honest, I fought liking this movie, but I liked it. I did. And if and if this is the direction that they're going, you know, where they, they're able to produce movies and give me movies that ultimately I leave enjoying, where I don't really have to make that many leaps to enjoy it, then I'm, then, then I'm back on board. You know, if they've if they've righted the ship, as they as it were. Now, based on what I've seen in the Justice League trailer, that is not the case. Um, I think Zack Snyder is, you know, for personal personal his personal issues aside, I don't think I, I'm not a big fan of his movies. I don't I don't like his movies very much. I don't like his style. Um, you know, The Watchmen being the exception, but yeah. So, you know, I, 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 from what I've seen in Justice League. I don't think that I will have had the same experience that I had at Wonder Woman. Um but yeah, so that's my uh that's my take on Wonder Woman. And and I really did I really did enjoy it. And uh I think I think most I think the most audiences did too. And and it's good to see, you know. I uh, I you know, I wanted to go back to see it a second time. I didn't feel like I had to. Um but yeah. So that's my take on Wonder Woman. Um and I'm not sure what's coming up, but uh you know, I'll see something, see something next weekend and, uh, you know, make something about that too. I doubt it'll be as good as, as what I saw this week. But, uh, but yeah, so that's my review of Wonder Woman, and uh, thanks for listening if anybody's listening.